And the Oscar goes to the greatest movie of all time today on the show, the 2022 Academy Awards. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast, the show in which myself and my co-host Eric Smith normally talk about every movie ever made and discuss some of the greatest of all time, decide which one is the greatest of all time. But today is a special episode where I, Rick Barrasso, your favorite co-host as usual, welcome uh, multiple-time guest Chris Bonapani, and we're going to go over the 2020 Oscars, what we think of the nominees, maybe throw some um, alternatives in there. How are you doing today, Chris? Doing excellent. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. Happy to have you. So let's jump right in. Now, I've had notes prepared in some of the major categories, really the ones we usually go over on the show so let's let's get into it. Let's talk about sort of our, our major categories. I mean, as far as like the below the line ones, I think probably Dune's going to take all the like tech ones for the most part, um, effects ones, uh, stuff like that. Um, so yeah. I mean, um, that's what happens when you go style over substance. Ooh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into some of the ones that I prepared. Um, so let's uh, let's start with. So I think we're going to go over the acting awards, directing, and then maybe even our rankings for, uh, for best picture. Um, so let's start best supporting actress. Let's go there. So the nominees, Jesse Buckley for in the lost daughter, Ariana DuBose for West side story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in power of the dog, uh, Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. Um, so of the, are there any that jump out at you good or bad? And who, who do you think of who, who should win, who will win? Honestly, this is going to sound like, like I'm not using enough imagination, but I don't think Judy Dench should not win. Does that make sense? That's a nothing part though. That's such I, like, I, I kind of agree, but she's just doing a character thing and she's like unrecognizable and she's supposed to be the heart of that story. So if they give it to Judy Dench, uh, you know, like late in the career, picks up this best supporting actress, I get it. And I, and I think I'm for it. So I, I'm, for me, it's, for me, it's our, this is going to be a lightly edited episode. So if you hear some dogs or cats whining in the background, my apologies. But um, yeah, so so I think um, probably for me of the nominees, I think Ariana Bose is going to win. And I think she of the ones that I've seen, I think she will win. I've not seen The Lost Daughter. So I I agree with you that she's going to win. I was Mm -hmm. just giving an honorable, you know, shout out to Judy Dench and of the nominees. I I, I think she's got it. I think Anjanou Ellis is my second place for this, but here's um, 
I have a few alternate nominees. I don't know if you have anything anything for this category. Okay. Uh, maybe some people that are overlooked. So first, for for Belfast, I I don't think Judy Dench is even the right actress to be nominated. I think uh, I believe her name is Katriona Balf Balfi, the who plays the mother. Yeah. I think she's she's excellent. I, I believe she's the best part of that movie by far. Yeah, she's the, um, she, with the exception of one person who we'll get to. Um, lead actress, though, right? That's the question. Is she? Would she be considered lead actress? I think I'd say or, lead actress. Okay. Um, I think uh, my other three that I have is uh, Leah Seydoux in the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be considered. Um, an interesting one is Alicia Vikander in the Green Knight. Because she plays two very different roles. And, That's a great idea. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, can we get her in there for playing two different characters in the same movie? Yeah. The, I mean, I didn't think of The Green Knight, but total snub. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're, there, there's going to be a pattern. There's a couple of movies that, that got yeah. completely snubbed, in my view, that's gonna, that they're going to mm-hmm. come up. And uh, for my sort of, like, populist one, uh, Florence Pugh in Black Widow. I, I don't think, think so. I, I think she's excellent in that. I, I, I don't. I can't. I can't. Uh, is there? All right, you can't I, get can't get behind. Yeah. This is not stuff that I think should be nominated. I think maybe yeah, some okay. some some different thoughts. I, well, I think I, even if they wanted to nominate her, I don't think she'd accept it, just because of the like you just told me I'm best actress in Midsoma, and now you're hitting me with the character acting. Academy Award. Like I think that's a, almost looks like a backstep for her. So I don't know if that is Listen, we, in, in our most recent episode on the main feed on the main show, we yep. just talked about a year where Al Pacino won Best Actor and was also nominated for Best Supporting. So I think you take right. it where you can get it. All right, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, with, with these, I think maybe maybe a, a different uh time of this. But so we both think Ariana DeBose wins for for Best Supporting Actress. My my only other um Snub. I, I mean, I thought um, Rita Moreno was pretty yes. much a lock when I watched that movie. I'm like, she's going to be nominated at least, and she's definitely going to win. And then I was looking at that movie. I'm like, mm. this movie probably exists to get Rita Moreno an Oscar for Best Supporting. I, and then- I'd put her in over Judy. If so, I mean, we we talked about we kind of have different uh, thoughts about you know different philosophies and nominations. I think one movie, one role per, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, if if I had to pick, but let's say if I, you know, I think Ariana DeBose, Ariana DeBose, I think is my winner. So, you know, of yeah. this category. So I have no problem with her winning. I think Moreno versus Dench for like the late career. Yeah. Congratulations, author. I'd take Moreno over Judy Dench. Um, so let's. I agree. And I think just, I mean, Moreno would be at that point the, the exception, not the rule anyway. Yeah. So I don't think that there's any harm in breaking that and making it a double exception. Yeah. Uh, let's go to supporting actor. Um, nominees are Syrian Hines in Belfast, Troy Kotzer in Coda, Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos, Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. So for me, of the nominees, it's very close with Troy Kotzer and Syrian Hines. Um, remind, remind me the roles again. I'm Syrian Hines is the uh, is the grandfather. 
in Belfast. Okay. And Troy Kotzer is the father in Coda. Yes, definitely. That's his award. It's, it's his, he is, he is going to win. His I, name is already chipped on that. Oh yeah. Statue. He's, and he deserves it. I think it's very close between those two. I, I have Troy Kotzer as my winner. Um, I, I mean, definitely thought when I first saw um, the Ricardos, I was like, J.K. Simmons just got himself a nomination. He, I think he got the nomination because it's such a like it's such an Oscar-y role, and he's just a recent winner. Like, I, I don't think. I mean, I think the other three roles are, the other than the two that I really like, are very much below the the top two for me. Um, yeah. You know, all the, big- this yeah. is 100% quotas all the way, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking when I watched King Richard that, um, you know, Bernthal. Bernthal is on my list for alternatives. I would put Bernthal. Yeah. Bernthal will be close with Heinz and Kotzer for me. His, um, his character work is just, he's getting better every role, and I already love him. Yeah. Every this, time. And this was so against type for him. It, it, I know, that's... And then you see the end credits, how they throw in the, uh, the guy he's playing, which, yeah. you know, I, I know people vaguely, but I don't know the sports world like that. So then to see the, the role he was playing is like, that's fantastic. Cause that's not even him doing an impression. That's him just playing this guy. Yeah. Um, my other considerations, um, Bradley Cooper and, and, and Lear's pizza. Oh, like, what are we, yeah. what, what are we, yeah. not, what are we doing on nominating him? Why not? Why not? Uh, like, right. We mentioned Bernthal and King Richard. Um, you have to really be good at, at what you do to steal a three-hour movie. You know, yes. Three-hour movie. Absolutely. There's a lot going on in that movie. There's a lot of story. There's a lot of, uh, you know, facets of that story. And uh, Bradley Cooper steals it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think, he honestly, he might be my winner uh, overall. Um, Benicio Del Toro in The French Dispatch, for me, was excellent. Uh, although I see why that wasn't nominated because it's it's very reserved uh, yeah, for him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I feel like you really like the French. I, I do. I do. You can just, about it. You, I get why people wouldn't like it. I get why it wouldn't work for people. But I liked it and it, I think it worked. But I just think at where I watched it in the positioning and like, you know, I watch the Oscar movies every year. Yeah. And as I was going through them, it, it was one of the ones that was out earlier. And like in yeah. the positioning of it, I was just, I wasn't enthralled by it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get that because it's, it's super Wes Anderson-y. Um, so some others to chew on. Again, I'm going to maybe throw in some populist ones here or there, Marvel ones. I mean, read into it. Um, Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man. See, I like the idea of going Spider-Man, but I'm not sure Andrew Garfield's the one. I also have possibly Willem Dafoe in Spider-Man. Ah, now you're onto something. Yeah. Uh, and how about another Marvel movie that's not going to get nom- not going to get mentioned really? Any? How about uh, Tony Lung in in Shang Chi in Shang Chi? So Shang Chi is also one of those ones that I watched it pretty early on, and yeah. I didn't feel at the time I didn't feel like there was an it's, Oscar. It's a good movie. Yeah, but was, I think he. Pl- I mean, he plays the Mandarin. He plays the father, Tony Lung. Right. And I think if I think that's something. I mean, that was such. A, it's such a great role. And it's kind of forgotten. But yeah, um, if you go on populist, Willem Dafoe, I think you nailed it. Okay. Uh, all right. So, best actress. Um, 
I've this is kind of a weird category. I've only seen two of the movies, uh, but it's Jessica Chastain, uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, the Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Only mm-hmm. seen um, of these being the Ricardos and Spencer. Uh, of those two, I would say Kristen Stewart um, is it, I would I would choose. But I, I'm not a, an authority on these movies so much. I mean, I, I, what what are you thinking? Um, I'm not too. I'm blown away by this field either. Yeah, I like. Mm-hmm. I definitely like um, all these roles, and I think Nicole Kidman's going to win. The, and I, so smart money and who he's going to win is probably Chastain. Oh, off the historical. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't I didn't do any research as to who's won what mm-hmm. critic awards and what uh, union awards. I didn't right. look into that. Just your but, opinion. Uh, just in my just from judging the rules, mm-hmm. I think Nicole Kidman had it, and I, I know the Academy used to love her, but it, maybe they've cooled on her. And this is really her first like Oscar role uh, in a long time. Yeah, being the Ricardos is a movie I really wanted to be better. I really wanted to like it more. Yeah, it was just. Uh, yeah. I think at this point in his career, he's got a lot of good things going. He's got a lot of good work coming out writing wise. Yeah. But it's also kind of like, it's also kind of like the runaway success can't, it needs sometimes that producer to kind of reel in some scripts. And I think that was Ricardo's being the Ricardo's problem. Yeah. Was the you, can, you very much tell that it got three acting nominations and not yeah. a directing or writing nomination exactly. um, and not best picture either. Uh, but for this category movies about hollywood so you really need you know that's one they're going to throw the award it's crazy that the i love lucy writers room sounded just like writing on the west wing it's crazy um yeah yeah, so but to me this this category is one of the more blatant snubs uh alana heim and licorice pizza should be the front runner yes um i also feel like the young woman, I don't have the name at the top of my head, the young lady who was in King Richard, who played Serena Williams. But Serena, okay. Uh, Venus Williams. Venus yeah, Williams, the yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, the one who played Venus Williams did a phenomenal job. And me and you agree on the thing about child actresses. And I was with that girl. I believed her from age 14 through 22. Yeah. Right. She was, she was excellent. King Richard's movie we talk about, I, I liked it more than I thought I would like it. Good. And it's, it's, it's entirely up to the performances. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. Best Actor. Nominees are Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith in King Richard, and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. I've not seen Tick, Tick, Boom or Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, but I think Will Smith of the three performances I've seen, Will Smith takes it, and uh, yeah, and and it, deservedly so. I think Will Smith deserves it. I think Denzel wins it. You think Denzel wins it? Okay, that would be an upset. That would be an upset. It, right I now. mean, it, I guess so on the smart money, but just yeah. looking at the historicity of Denzel playing this role on Broadway, originating it in this, in this production on Broadway, doing it on the big screen with an actress who you look at them on paper, like, Oh, I wonder if they'll pair well together. And then you see the brilliance of the performance in the film and it's Denzel Washington. Also, I hope Will Smith wins it 
because not to take anything from what Denzel does and how brilliant he is, I just think Will Smith worked harder for it at this point. Yeah, no, and that's that's a great role, and I'm sure they're they're really anxious to give Will Smith an award and have a big actor come up on stage. So I, I think he wins it. I, I also think Benedict will win it too. I, th- I think he, if, if anyone else is going to win it, it'll probably be him, but it really depends on how the Academy's feeling about power of the dog right now. So here's some, some other, some alternatives uh, to chew on. Um, Cooper Hoffman, Licorice Pizza definitely should have been considered. I feel like. So I feel like he was very brilliant and I, you know, it's just so natural for him, the family, he comes from the prestige of his family. Mm-hmm. growing up around all these brilliant people including you know pta right but I, I feel like that's the old one you guys talk about on the on the main show yeah they'll, they'll get them next time you know get next time, yeah um i'm surprised that timothy timothy chalamet and dune dune yeah easy for me to say timothy chalamet and dune i'm surprised he didn't he wasn't nominated here well you're a big chalamet guy I, i'm a chalamet guy I know this. I don't think he deserved a nomination. I was actually annoyed with that performance and character. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that movie. You'll see later. We'll, we we'll see. We'll get the rankings. Yeah. Um, here's honestly, this is another one. Here's here's a, a again a populist one to chew on. That I don't think the movie was great, but this guy is always great in a role. But Daniel Craig, No Time to Die, and I know they'll never nominate James Bond. I know they never will. But I think that's kind of an underappreciated performance. Isn't he now playing the role of Macbeth on Broadway? Isn't he now in that production as Macbeth? I think he I, is. I don't know, but I'm I'm very interested in that if that's the case. I I believe he is now in the role that Denzel's nominated for the movie version of the, the 2005 adaptation of Interesting. Yeah. And I agree he's brilliant. And his bond is second to one, in my opinion. Right. Uh, yeah, but I mean and, and I get that. I'm, I'm assuming Connery's your your one, but um, and, and no, mine was Timothy Dalton. Tim Dalton, okay, yeah. No, it's Connery. Yeah, but I mean that's it's it's a very different role from Connery, you know. And and I think yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I, I think he maybe deserves a little bit more love than he he's he's gotten here. And then honestly, my winner, uh, Dev Patel in the Green Knight. I think he that yeah, was no, I like I like it. But I feel like this field was so competitive. Yeah, I and, get it. Because look at the names here. Yeah, exactly. So if Green Knights go, if they go on the snub route with Green Knight, which they did. Yeah. I don't see it happening. And uh, you're against the, the, some of these guys in the top in their best performances ever. Right. Yeah. No, and I, and I get why Denzel and, you know, Javier Bardem would be nominated over him. I just, I just really like uh, telling the Green Knight. Uh, and obviously just completely snubbed didn't get one nomination uh let's go to director um so listen as far as who is going to win this lock it in it's jane, jane campion's winning um for power of the dog it's 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 happening uh oh. should she win different story so campion is nominated kenneth Branagh for belfast ryusuke hamaguchi for drive my car paul thomas anderson for licorice pizza and steven spielberg for west side story um, as for who should win, to me, I think, I, to me, it's Spielberg because just how visually breathtaking West Side Story is. Yeah, but, well, I mean, that, that job was more than 
he's doing a lot of directing. Yeah. He's going emotional with the, a lot of the characters, his silence and emotions, choreography, um, remake. So you have the shadow of another yeah. great film that you're in the, you know, you're boxing out of that shadow. There's, uh, s- there's so much going on cinematography wise with that movie. So his, the directing in that is like the, the hardest job of the aforementioned films. But I think for me, the most impressive directing, and it's not even necessarily my favorite movie of the year, but I have to say PTA again, he's, he's talent is like a shark that moves forward in the ocean. It's, it's another level yeah. of PTA, a surprising outing from, from Anderson. And I think it was the most, from, from my taste, it was the most sophisticated filmmaking of the year. Of the nominees, I can, I can, I can definitely understand that. Um, some other people I would consider, I mean, Wes Anderson, uh, French Dispatch, yes, um, Denis Villeneuve for Dune. You and I seem to disagree on that. Uh, here's two movies that we've not mentioned yet. Okay. I think I'm thinking of one that you're thinking of, so name them. Maybe so. Here's one that will never happen just because the type of movie it is, but I, I think it's directed. It's such a fun movie and nothing else in the movie would come close to a nomination. Uh, James Gunn for the, the Suicide Squad. That's a fantastic nomination. Yeah. Here's another one that, again, similar to Spielberg, the choreography, the like the blocking, the like how everything is set. Edgar Wright for Last Night in Soho. I don't think I saw that one, unfortunately. The movie itself is okay, but some of the direction, some of how the movie is shot and the environments that are created, like just beautiful. Um, I don't, I wouldn't nominate any of the actors. Even like the, the script itself is not the strongest, but it's directed so well. I'm going to see it immediately. I'm so, I, I wish I knew you should have told me to watch it before. I, I kind of just thought of it the other day where it's just like, oh yeah, like this was so impressive. There's, so do you know what the movie's about? Have you seen commercials I'm, for it? No. All right. So I won't, I won't spoil anything for you, but watch it and let me know, you know, let me know what you think. Um, so do you, you had another one that you thought I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Ridley Scott. And he puts two out this year. I have not seen either of the Scott movies this year. Interesting. Which one would you say? I almost texted you. I didn't get a chance to watch it. We started late. I probably would have watched one if if I knew. But they're both very long. Which one would you say for for direction? So directing-wise, The Last Duel Mm -hmm. is basically his, his philosophy behind the camera is this is he's saying this through his filmmaking is you guys are all fine. I'm smarter than you all. And that's how we direct yeah. the last tool. Yeah. Can I, can I just tell you, I was doing uh, bar trivia the other day and there's it's four rounds of bar trivia. Three rounds are like audio, like someone asking you questions. One round is like pictures. They give you a, each team a sheet mm-hmm. and it's like, just, you know, each it's like, here's the category and just write what they are. And the, the category this week was Ridley Scott movies. And it was, and Jen, my wife, just grabbed it and just put it right in front of me. And just like, Rick, you just do this. <laughs> uh, perfect score in, in bar trivia, uh, unsurprisingly so what, what, on that one. 
I'm I'm curious to know what are some of the the Ridley Scott movies that like the guy doing trivia thinks everyone should know. Uh, I can't remember all ten. Uh, Gladiator. That's a marathon thing, dude. That's Bla- a Blade Runner, Gladiator, Thelma like Louise, semi pro fucking Barley. The one, the one that almost tripped me up that I had to search for, like in my head, was Matchstick Men. Wow, I didn't even realize that was a Ridley Scott movie. His, his career is is outrageous. Yeah, House of Gucci was on there. Um, you know, the, the the Ridley Scott canon of of, of great yeah. movies. He's he's fucking hilarious in some ways. Like, you yeah. look at his canon and, and, and some of his philosophy behind the camera, and you're like, this guy must just be so fun to hang out with and get drunk with because he's got that yeah. kind of old school. What, what's the generation right before the boomers? He's like one of those guys that's just like. Well, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I think he is technically a boomer, but yeah, he's like, he's like an old school. Like he's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have to see the, the Scott movies. Those are the, the kind of my biggest regrets. I didn't get a chance uh, for this year. Well, uh, there's there's another Rick guy in in uh, House of Gucci who you definitely would have threw in your nominations of oh. missed opportunities. Okay, who's who's that? Oh, Adam Driver's in Adam- both. He would have yeah. threw him for both roles. For both of them, okay. Wow. Yeah, you would have double, doubled down. I've doubled up the driver. driver. I would have shifted gears yeah. for driver. Adam Driver against himself in both Ridley Scott movies. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the big one. Um, let's. So there are 10 Best Picture nominees this year. Um, our rankings are going to differ, but let's let's talk about each movie. Let's what's your what's your least favorite of these 10 movies so i had a hard time with this one because there's two movies i hated so much they were almost neck and neck but ultimately i decided that drive my car was my least favorite Mm -hmm. it's three hours i'll never get back um the message of the story is not strong enough to carry that amount of runtime and investment on the audience the emotional payoff is not strong enough to carry the movie the exposition that goes for the length of a fucking short movie is not strong enough to set up the rest of the movie i had issues with this movie and i feel like nobody actually watched it if they really think that this is one of the best movies of the so there's if this movie was two hours and 10 minutes long i would have loved it would have absolutely loved it, but it's not. It's three hours long, and that's a problem. Um, we'll get to more of my thoughts when we get to my ranking. I have it a bit higher than you. Um, my number 10 movie is Don't Look Up. Rick, you shocked me. I... You hated it. So it just <laughs> annoyed me. Come on. It just annoyed me. So... Like the you know, and you know, Michelle May guy, right? His character served no purpose in the movie; shouldn't have listen, been in it. You can't hit a, a film for misuse of Chalamet. I listen. It it shocks me to say it. It shocks me to hear it come out of my own mouth. But what the, what was the point of his character? Like to say the prayer at the end, you easily could have had somebody else do that. Um, and, and I just feel that it was whoever got the message because i know there are people out there that are dense enough not to get what it's about and not to understand it's about climate change yeah and it 
but it's like the people that did, it's just like preaching to the choir in, in such a way that it's like, we get it. We fucking get it. So uh, I, I feel like generationally there's, there's a gap because you, you say that, but for us, Rick, come on, we're, we're smart guys. We're a couple of guys. And, we got, we got one of the best high school educations that you, that yeah. you never get. And for us, some of that stuff is common sense and, it's. I don't think you should roll your eyes at it, because there are a lot of people very dumb. That do you need... think this movie changed one mind? Here's the thing. I don't know how big this ended up being. Like Netflix is very. It was. It was about the numbers. It, they, they are. They hyped this. It was supposedly huge on Netflix. This is. This is probably other than Dune, the most popular movie nominated. Okay, um, I can see people that. I can see this movie changing people's minds. Like if you go back two years, there was people that were just, I don't know, like protesting that they had to wear a mask when they went to the post office and stuff like that. Like I could see this movie reaching out to not, I'm not talking about the lost causes of the world, but maybe like the, the affable fool who's like, doesn't pay attention to, you know, the environment and politics and to see it laid out in this way with such, big huge actors and i think that was chalamet's point for the movie was oh i gotta bring someone big into act three because you know this whole movie is about piling in the stars and having everyone do outrageous things so we'll have chalamet play this role which is basically the south pack character from uh the goths the one who flipped his hair basically <laughs> was the role but yeah i get why mckay wanted to use chalamet in that way and i did see he not so much the character but his presence had a purpose in that sense but I think that there could be some people that are just lost in the day-to-day that never really stop to think about stuff. And this could open their eyes. All right. So what's your, uh, what's your number nine? So neck and neck for number nine um, was the other three hour atrocity of time waste. Dune, the very overrated Dune. I remember I read the book as a kid and going into it, I was confused. This one and John Cotter, the man from Mars. Do you ever read those? I I haven't read them, but I'm aware of them. So I read them same time, like fifth grade into Star Wars. People like, oh, if you like Star Wars, you love this. You you know, I'm huge into Star Wars and, you know, going to meet Star Wars toy collectors and people that got to see the original trilogy. I actually got to touch people that saw the original trilogy in theaters. So huge Star Wars guy was referred to these two, read the book, very confused. That was a long time ago when we were in fifth grade, by the way. I don't even want to put a number on it, but I was confused as to which was one. And I, as I was watching the movie, I started to vaguely remember more callbacks from the book. And I feel like this movie missed the i should have recognized earlier what movie i was watching but i felt pretty lost watching it this is the 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 dune story it didn't feel familiar and i i don't know how much was how much is different how much has changed how much time removed from reading the book but it just didn't feel familiar to me it worked a lot better for me we'll get to my thoughts on it as we get to, to to my ranking uh my number nine is belfast and I thought Belfast was just kind of, other than Syrian Hines, who's very good, and 
uh, other than Katrina Balfi, who was very good. Other than that, it's just kind of a nothing burger of a movie to me. Yeah. Okay. So they all want to do that, right? Every director who's big and rich and famous wants to make the story about their childhood. They all want to copy Fellini. Yeah. They all want to copy 400 blows in AmeriCord. Yeah. And, and, some of them are really good. I mean, Scorsese did Mean Streets first. Yeah, he already had a whole story about childhood as his like first big movie. It, but I, I was like, Kenneth Branagh is his, is his story going to be as interesting? And when I watched that one, a lot of historical context was missing just because I don't understand. I mean, confession here. You know what I you know what I thought of with this is there's a, there's a criticism of um of La La Land, right? That I've heard a ton that the opening scene of La La Land is like the, the scene in traffic, right? And it's like, if you pan over to the next car, that person's story just as interesting. I feel like this situation, like if you went over to the next house on the street in, in Belfast, that mm-hmm. story is just as interesting, if not more so. Um, there, I guess not- the is that the kid goes on to become like a world famous Shakespearean filmmaker. Sure. That's the difference. Great. Like it, it, you know, it, it that doesn't come across in the movie whatsoever to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's influenced by the going to the cinema with the the gam gam and the grandpa. Yeah, the, again, yeah. It, it, there's the the cardinal sin a movie can uh, can make a lot of times for me is make me want to watch another movie. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's like there's multiple movies in this. It's like, oh, I'd rather be watching that movie right now. Yeah, especially when that chitty chitty bang bang scene comes on sure. in like 4K high high def, you're like, oh, I gotta rewatch that. Sure, it's it's yeah. Um, all right, so what's your number eight? So as far as we are in the list, we're still we're past the point of like super low opinions. So those the my first yeah. two movies I put in like on a scale from one to ten, I put in the teens. This one's a little bit better of a film but I am definitely not crazy about it. Power of the dog. Mm -hmm. I felt like the first two acts of this movie, actually it's a five act thing. It feels, but it's for the sake of argument, the first two acts of this, I was just insufferably bored as, as it was with the previous films. I think they clean it up and get a better, I think the third act finishes strong, but by the time it finishes strong, I already don't care about this movie. And I know there's everyone's got their opinions and, and everyone's supposed to be on the right opinion versus the wrong opinion. But I think I agree with Sam Elliott on this. And I was getting like big Karen vibes off this, off just watching this movie and like what it's about and how she's conveying it. And then, you know, the controversy happens when she's on stage and she's accepting an award yeah. and she's throwing other people under the bus because they don't play against the boys. But their movie was nominated against the boys too. That's why I just don't understand that entire yeah. thing. And when she said the, one of the other inciting things about that comment is the last time she was like, had a movie, the, you know, the piano for that was eligible against the boys. It was the fucking movie. It was fucking Schindler's list year. You know, yeah. like you're not just playing against the boys. You're playing against Steven Spielberg making Schindler's list, which is a yeah. movie we'll be watching way more into the future than the fucking power of the dog. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this is a year where I think we're going to be whatever wins. Cause it's really two movies that could, that could win and power of the dogs. One of them. We're going to look back and go that one this year that like, there was no bit like, and I, mean, I think, I think 
it should have won in 05 when it was Brokeback Mountain, sure. which is a leaps and stars better movie. Yeah. It kind of plays, brings that bell again. Like, oh, like, remember this? It's like a, almost a remake in some ways of Brokeback Mountain. It's, it's like the dark side of, it's like the dark side of Brokeback Mountain. Like, and, and it's, again, this is that, that to me, and we'll get to my thoughts more, but when we get to it, uh, I, I liked it a little bit more than you, but not much more than you. Um, so my number eight is Nightmare Alley. And this is a movie where there are things I appreciate about it. I like the carny, like the carnival setting and like the carny aesthetic. Um, but once they go to the Cape Blanchett section, I just lose complete interest in the movie. It just dies for me. Yeah. And- I, I agree. And in, in this movie had a lot going for it. And I yeah. kept waiting. I was like, when is this? When's, when's going to shift Guillermo? gears? Yeah. When's Guillermo coming in? Yeah. And, and, and I love Guillermo del Toro. I so wanted to like this movie. Yeah. And I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. So it's also another one saved by its like final 20 minutes. Yes. But I shouldn't have sat through everything I sat through to get to these final 20 minutes. Yeah. That, that's and, the thing. It's just like, get to, like, we know what's coming. We know. Like, I could have told you from the 20 minutes in what was going to happen. So, another so fun Willem Dafoe performance as well. But, yeah, oh, yeah. The saddest part about this movie was now we're doing the ten picture thing. We're kind of covering different genres that really we yeah. didn't cover in the past. How many times did fucking Cronenberg not win an Oscar yeah. or be nominated when yeah. Guillermo's just doing Cronenberg movies with his and he's Guillermo was brilliant, but he's doing the the he's hitting the chords that Cronenberg would hit yeah. and David Lynch would hit. And this one falls so short of that. I mean, th- this yeah. the genre that they do is like gothic horror, mystery, you know, sci-fi. Yeah. It's, it's such a, a amalgamation is, of interest. Did this movie keep the Green Knight from being nominated? Is that the is that the spot that the Green Knight would have been in? You know, so visually, another one like we, we talked about it with Dune. I think this was more beautiful than Dune. I think it was a better movie than Dune. Mm. Everyone talks about the beauty of Dune. Visually beautiful visually interesting it is very beautiful I'd, I'd say i'd say dune has a top in that category for me but I, I get where you're coming from uh all right let's move on your number seven all right well so that's my movie nightmare alley that's okay. my next one okay so. so we just talked about that uh my number seven is drive my car and there's a so here's the thing this is actually similar to my thoughts on nightmare alley where there are a lot of things I like about it, but there are big sections that just don't work for me. Mm-hmm. The first 40 minutes, like I texted you when the credits came in at minute 40, like how dare this fucking movie do this to me? And um, I texted you back. I said, I think this is where everyone tuned out and thought the fucking movie was over. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great. That piece of shit's over. We can give it an Oscar now. <laughs> um, I actually do like the stuff with the play. Um but then once the the younger actor is arrested, the movie just kind of like like flutters up. Like I'm not interested in, in you know the from the main relationship of the movie with him and the driver. It doesn't work for me. So so here's here's when I was watching it after I, I thought about this movie after I finished it, and I realized the movie that I wanted it to be. The movie I wanted it to be was Synecdoche, New York where this guy loses himself completely in his work to get over his, his issues. 
And that's what the, the parts that worked for me evoked that movie, but never quite reached those heights. To me, the, the message of this movie is um, the way I interpreted it. And we have to, it's one of the movies where you watch and read at the same time because my Japanese, I'm so rusty on it. It was a man, and now it's become a popular internet term recently, a man coming to terms with the fact that he's a cuckold. That this, and I'm not even trying to make fun of this yeah. movie. Just that's what the revelation for this character felt like. Like he enjoyed his wife having other men, and this guy, the younger actor, telling him this whole story about, "Oh, I know more about the wife." And it just was like his—he wasn't a mourning process. Cheating was a huge part of the relationship with the wife. It was like he, and then in the end, when he revisits the family house and he's telling you the history, like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a cuck who did this and that. The mother hates me, and I'm not good with women." And I felt like the whole message and the point of this, and then it was backed up by that scene on stage, the final scene. And when that scene happens, I was like, I just sat three hours waiting for this gigantic revelation that was going to change maybe my life and reach me in a deep level. And all it was, was reinforcing like, Oh, it's okay to be a cuckold. It's fine. You're, you're, you like, I mean, yeah, like that's, that's the message of the movie is to me is very, it's muddy. Like what, what are we watching a movie about? Are we watching a movie about a guy losing himself in his work and coming to terms with his own failures as a husband? Are we watching a movie about this guy connecting with this younger woman, this driver? Um, what what why, is this? Why, why, why just, if that was the story, why not just start the story there? That's what I'm saying. I, you need, you could chop the first 40 minutes off this movie, show nothing the, else and it works better. The first 40 minutes is all about the, you know, him being yeah. a cuckold. Yeah. And that's why it's like, he's coming to terms with that. Cause it's, it's okay. It's like, I don't know. I, I feel like that stuff's there for a reason and the reasons prevalent later. Yeah. I don't know. I get, I guess it's a movie that I liked the performances. I liked a lot of it, but what I didn't like was a major part of the movie. Um, and I guess that's that's sort of why it's where it is in this list. So yeah. that brings us what's your number six? Okay, where we at? Let me see this thing. Um, Belfast. Okay. Coming in Belfast. Another one like yeah, sure, it's an Oscar movie. Sure, nominated. Love black and white cinematography. Don't fully understand Irish politics. Talk to some of my Irish friends to get the you know, the um, introspective on it. Um, yeah, fine. It's a fine move. Judy Dench, you know, some good performances. Checks all the boxes. Typical Oscar movie. Safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it, yeah, Belfast is like, it is, to me, there's not a whole lot special about it. Uh, my number six is Power of the Dog. And I think... This is a movie where it has some good performances. I think the end works very well. But what I think would have made this movie better is it needs to be a little less prestige and a little more fun and a little more schlocky. If, oh, you, yeah. make the, if you make this movie and bill it as like this evil cowboy is trying to mess with this like Norman Bates type character and make it kind mm-hmm. of a horror movie, to me, it works a lot better. And I think there are a lot of problems. I think it's very reductive to like say like, okay, this guy's fragile 
toxic masculinity is because he's secretly gay. Right. To, to me, that's like, it's number one, the reason why people are like that is a lot more complicated and right. to use homosexuality as like a pun almost. Yeah. As, as it, 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 it's, it's very like, if this movie came out 15 to 20 years ago, I'd be like, what a fucking masterpiece of its time. But it's, mm. you know, it's, it's late, you know, it's, it's, late, it's yeah. you know, to, to quote Jim Cornette, a guy who I disagree with a lot. It's like, you know, this may, yeah, you may be a household name, but so is garbage and it stinks when it gets old too. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in this movie's defense, cause I, I hated this movie more than, more than you liked it. In this movie's defense, the hardest thing to do in cinema, in my opinion, is to make a good, a strong, a universally loved, accepted Western. Yeah. I think that this movie abuses the genre. <laughs> it, not, it, it almost uses the genre just for its own convenience. And this yeah. really, this story can be made in any 1920s bootleg is whatever you want to put in it, like, you know, whatever, yeah. 1992. Um, Iraq invasion, Marines, whatever, wherever you want to put this story, it can fit. It's not, there's nothing special about this being a Western. And that was one of the most offensive things to me and Mr. Sam Elliott, my boy who was offended at the mis the misappropriation of the genre. Um, I mean, the- Sam Elliott, like he's just talking, like, I, I feel like he's, I get where he's coming from, but I think he's just like, He's talking out of his head. I think he, he doesn't like it for the wrong reasons, I feel like. I, I don't know the full extent to his comments, but I almost feel like he's like me, where I, we love Westerns, and we yeah. went into this room, we were like, okay, let's see. And, and a Western's and, nominated and, for an Oscar for the first time since Unforgiven. This is going to be good. Yeah. No, and his Sam Elliott's complaints about the movie were just like, because there is a gay character, it can't be a Western. And it's like, it's not a real oh, well, Western. It's a no true Scotsman type thing. Uh, it, it just, I, yeah. don't, I don't agree with that. Cause I, I always thought assumed that, that a lot of, I mean, Shane is one of my favorite Westerns yeah. in, in the fifties. They couldn't mention homosexuality, but I think when you rewatch Shane from the lens of um, what we have, where, where we have the privilege of looking back at it, it is clearly a gay character. Sure. Shane is a gay icon. Yeah. He's strong. He's the father that couldn't be, uh, you know, he's the good father that the guy couldn't be. He's the farmer he couldn't be. He's he's the marksman when it comes to the other shooters in town. He's the best at everything. And his flaw is never mentioned, but he carries it. He carries the weight of the flaw and he moves on. He he doesn't settle down because of it uh, with the family. And everywhere he goes, people want to kill him because they know something that we don't know. Right. So I feel like Shane is like and i'm sure if sam elliott would disagree he'd probably tell me shane was straight but i yeah. don't know um so we're all right we're the halfway point here uh what's your five i know you like this one more than me because you text me about it okay west side story okay i definitely i i liked so many things about this movie but it it's a surprise to me to see spielberg the master run into some of the problems that the movies on my lower half of the list have runtime issues uh stories not making sense the third act i like this so much going up until the third act i think it falls apart i don't understand why like adapting romeo and juliet should be easy yeah it's one of the greatest fucking stories ever written 
but the changes made to the third act, it, it took me completely out of it. You, he just killed her brother. Yeah. She's like, oh, hey, good. You got my brother out of the way. Let's run away together. He was a good brother. He's portrayed in a positive light, almost to be safely inoffensive to, you know, anyone who might be, be well, safely portrayed him as an asshole. People would complain, you well, know, in, people in, in, the, in the same way. And like, it's, it's to me, it's, and, and I, you know, I've had this thought before. It's, it's, it's strange that they teach Romeo and Juliet to high school kids, because basically it's like the whole point of that story is like kids your age are fucking stupid. Right. Like, and, and when, when you learn about it at that age, you don't have the, you know, necessarily. The parents suck too in that. Yeah. Yeah. But a a lot of it is like, you're fucking dramatic, chill out. Like, and, and I think that's kind of, to me, that evokes it here where, yeah, this, this is just like a, a a dumb girl in love and she's like, she's going to do what she's going to do. We get, a, he, we get a special guest coming. He killed her brother. Yeah. That's pretty sure big. Hump. Even if it's the 1960s, that's a pretty big hump to to come over. Yeah, it's it's tough. But I mean, the the, the things I like about the movie outweigh it for me. Uh, but we'll get to mine in, in a bit here. I, I did like how he changed them to Pol- Polish people because I don't think Italians need that kind of heat. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Racial gang wars and stuff. like no. We don't need that. We don't. We don't. We're, stay, we're staying out of it at this point. Everybody knows the Polish were the ones who terrorized <laughs> New York for all these centuries. Yeah, I, I, I did like that. It was just like the Jets were just like white people. Like that's yeah. yeah. It's nice not, change, Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, so my number five is King Richard, and this is a movie where I think it's the movie itself is like. Yeah, you know, the story of the movie is like very by the numbers, inspirational story, but Will Smith's performance, uh, you know, like so many of the performances elevate this movie. And this is one where I was like kind of dreading watching it. I was like, oh, this is going to be just Oscar bait bullshit. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. Um, and it very much hinges on Will Smith's performance because you know, Richard Williams is a guy who it's difficult to to thread that needle of like likable and unlikable, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he does it well. And he, I mean, that's why he's going to win best actor. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, so let's go your fourth place movie. So now we're into, so number five was where like movies I actually liked, like truly liked started. Yep. I, I agree. Now we're into if it was the old Academy way. These are the four contenders for me. Yep. I have Coda, number four. Mm-hmm. And probably the reasons that you interpreted King Richard were the reasons how I interpreted Coda is yep. like, as, as it's a nice movie, it's a family movie. But do, you know, does Rookie of the Year, does family movies, are they the best picture of the year? I don't think so. It has a lot going for it. And it's, uh, authenticity and uniqueness it's it's a very unique uh, you're not going to see this movie like with this kind of authenticity and the, the way they shot it the character actors they use 
So overall, a fun experience. And definitely when you start marathoning these types of movies where like four out of five or three plus hours, yeah. it's a good break from the pack. Yeah. No, and and- you can really notice good choices being made for this one. Yeah. Versus some of the other ones where we, we talked about how they just, I don't know how they made certain decisions for some of these movies, but this one was like very tightly constructed. Yep. Um, I have Cody here as well. I think it's the first time we have one in the same spot. I know. Uh, we've been, we've been ping pong. We've been, we've been all over the place. I think we probably have one other one in the same spot. And if you've been paying attention, you probably know to this, um, but maybe not, maybe not. Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? You think so? Okay. Um, yeah, so Coda, it's, it's again, something I texted you that where I was just like, you know, like, I like this movie, but I, I, I wonder how much of it is just because it's not a two and a half to three hour fucking slog. Exactly. But, we saw this in theaters, you know, when it came out, maybe they say that this got a summer, late summer release, which is historically where they would put a movie like this. Yeah. And we went in on August 20th to check it out. Would we like it as much as we did? Who knows? So, so here's here's the thing, like, I think i think this movie's gonna win I, I do think it's gonna win on sunday um but i think if there were five nominees it wouldn't have even been nominated just the the way like people have discovered this movie and it's like it's on apple plus it's you know it's 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 kind of like it's not something people would seek out necessarily but it's just like a charming movie you know and this and this is where yeah i would say like five and above are movies that i would say i like these movies if I saw these on TV, I'd watch them. Um, so I'm kind of there as well. So we are to the metal platform. What's your number three? Might surprise you. Okay. Licorice pizza. Interesting. Okay. And the reason I say might surprise you is because I respected every uh, technical brilliant thing that this movie does and i liked all of the segments and i liked all of the character roles the revolving door of character acting and i love the main acting but to me it just needed that like a lot of these movies that extra 30 minute trim okay it it, it ran long in my eyes and i Here's- and i'm expecting pta to run long and i i like when he runs long but yeah. I don't think this was the one to go long on. I think this should have been his reformatting of the, the genre like he did before. You know, he, he's he's done. He's reformatted the, the genre with some of the other films, the big ones, when he had the stint of the big films. And I just feel like it ran a little long. OK. Uh, my number three, my bronze medal here is West Side Story. And I think it's just brilliantly directed and that does so much for me for my enjoyment of it i think there are some great performances in it the thing that doesn't honestly bring it higher is i don't think the two leads are great um that's a great point we didn't talk about that yet but i agree totally yeah um like everybody else in the movie is like incredible but the two main characters are like just okay he, he's almost just uh baby driver is at the point of annoying though. I wouldn't even say he's got he's, to be okay here. Well, he's also, you know, the, the controversy. So here's my, my thought on like the controversy where the Rachel Ziegler was not nominated or is not invited to the, the actual Academy. I don't know if you've heard the story. She wasn't nominated, but I think the reason why they 
they haven't, or she was not invited. Uh, I think the reason is because uh, our guy, our main character here uh, is not vaccinated and they didn't want to invite him. <laughs> so they were like, we can't invite anybody from the cast. And then she made us think about it. Uh, yeah. That, that, that just, this, the, the, going back to the theme of Romeo and Juliet being about people that are so young and stupid. Yeah. This true life story mirrors that message. Yeah, sure does. Sure oh, I, does. I, I just had a thought that I think I should clear yeah. up. Like it's a little bit of a sidebar. Okay. I know you and Derek talk about the Academy rules a lot on the show. Yeah. So you do join the voting body when a film you're in gets nominated for an Oscar. Okay. So even if like when, when I used to meet a lot of these Ampus people, even if it was a student film, which is a, a, a category that's been done away with, but in the seventies was popular because of, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Coppola, sure, sure. et cetera, a student film from 1978, if they worked in the crew, they still have voting power in the Academy. Yeah. So this movie, um, these people are voters now for life. Yeah. Everyone, just, just like anything nominated. And I feel like that's how Dune got nominated because he has such giant films and he has, everyone's like, all right, I'm in the Academy now because I was in a Villanova film. So let's just vote for his stuff. Um, So I think, I think, so let's, so I think, well, we'll get to my Dune thoughts in a second, but which I think we're at your number two here, your silver medal. Almost in total polar opposite of you. Don't look up. Okay. I really liked this movie. I thought it was funny. Um, I, I obviously I had issue with some of like the pandering, but McKay, he's like, we get some, uh, we get some thunder here. So if anybody's hearing it, we're all okay. (laughs) This is a hurricane coming through, (laughs) but yeah, there's like McKay doing his pandering, but I feel like this movie is the the most digestible film, like out of the, out of the whole nominees. You could sit down and watch this movie. It's fun. It's funny. Driven by just sarcasm. It's so sarcastic. And, uh, you know, where we're from, people around here, they, they, they like that. They they like to just, the word idiot gets overused where we're from. You know, everyone's yeah. an idiot. You're always giving lectures and, and speeches and, and confrontations. And I think this movie is that. It's a confrontation to the masses. Yeah, uh, it just it didn't work for me. Every every character was annoying to the point where it was unpleasant to watch for me. I uh, think that's like satire, though, right? Sure, but that works very well. And again, this is I, I hate to say this, this is a very common like criticism of the movie, but it's like it would work better as a ten minute Saturday Night Live skit uh, or sketch, like it, it than than it does as, as a two hour movie. But uh, isn't McKay's like isn't his gimmick that he does? 10 minute Saturday live skits as like really well-crafted comedies. Sure. But this one, I don't think was super well-crafted. You know, it, it was very like, and I like Jennifer Lawrence a lot, but it takes, it takes a lot for me to be like, I'm, I'm done with Jennifer Lawrence on my screen right now. Um, You know, and, and I get that. That's the point of her characters. Like everyone finds her annoying, but you know, maybe this is just my brother coming out in me. It's like, who am I rooting for in this movie? Like it's, it's like. You're rooting it, for the comet. It, it, pretty much. Exactly. Uh, so my number two is Dune. 
and it obviously worked a lot better for me than it did for you. I think it is, and we're going to, you know, I'll be brief on this because we do have a Dune episode coming up in a couple of months. Um, I think to me, the world building is excellent. Um, I think it is visually stunning to look at. It was beautiful. This is the only one that I think I saw big. So maybe that's influencing. Mm. Maybe that's influencing me. Uh, what we saw big, because that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, I, yeah, this is the only one I saw on the big screen. So maybe it just overwhelmed me in ways that, you know, if I saw, you know, if I saw Belfast in a theater, maybe it would have overtaken me and I would have been charmed by it. If I but, saw Drive My Car in a theater, I would have just absolutely hated my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so this is a movie where I think it is a lot about potential and the potential of Paul, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character in how can I do good, but how can I do good in the right way? How can I hurt the least amount of people? And that is something that sort of struck a chord for me. And we've had, uh, you know, sort of conversations about this. I'm sure I've had a conversation with a lot of my friends for me, it's like the two sides of my family are very different. Mm-hmm. And maybe that I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I really, jibed with uh, with that character of being like okay like i have this influence and i have this influence how can i turn this into something that makes sense for me uh and i mean the character design second to none this year i feel like um yeah you have stellan skarsgård coming in as like uh yeah this this bizarre looking creature uh, i almost wish we saw it together because i did not get any of this well, that's that's the thing. So Paul is having these these visions, right? And in some of the visions, he's like this the god emperor, right? But and he's lording over like the entire universe. In other visions, his entire family is dead. So he's trying to get what he wants, but not become a monster in doing it. I don't bite boring AF. Fair enough. I, I disagreed on that one, but that's all right. It's I didn't fun. find it beautiful. I, I thought it was bland. I thought this stuff looked like it needed to go through another round of uh, color correction. Interesting. Exotic Interesting. locations and everything looks so flat and dull. Well, I, I, I must say I do disagree with that. But you know what? I, I I don't want to spend too much time on Dune, like I said, because we have a whole episode coming about coming out about it. Yeah, true. It's funny because we have this. Uh, don't look up and Dune are like almost swapped on our list. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So what's your? Uh, I mean, your number one, King Richard. Is that the, is that the one? Process of elimination. Yeah. It's King Richard. Here's why. Yeah. Out of all these movies, in the emotional investment of what they're asking for us, King Richard's the only one that made my face wet. Okay. And I've considered this year to be a weak year for movies because mm-hmm. usually when I watch all the Oscar movies, nine out of 10 are, I'm like, oh, geez, I love that. I love that. And for I think half, it was, I, here's what I think it was a good year for movies. I don't think it was a great year for Oscar movies. Good point. Exactly. Yeah. From, from this list, usually yeah. 
I'm enthralled by nine out of ten. And there's that yeah. one that you're like, how the hell did that get nominated? Yeah. But this year, I was like half of them. I was like, how the fuck did these get nominated? And uh, King Richard, I got it. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're playing a familiar chord, but they're also doing it so in a, in a I don't want to say a new audience, but they're doing it for a different audience. Yeah. You know, maybe, I mean, we got Rocky. Not sure. everybody, you know, we grew up with Rocky. There's a new generation. Mm-hmm. And again, not- I, I like King Richard. I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, I, I think the sort of, I think this, 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 to me, the story is basic, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know? And that was one of the things that impressed me about it was mm-hmm. the basic story being turned into such there's a lot of um, conflict in this film. Such a well-crafted film. Yeah. I know so, how this movie ends. Yeah. I know I know these women. But the way they had the tug of war with the identity of the family, the ego of the father, the hopes of the future that we all go through, right? Doesn't everybody have yeah. these same issues in, within their household? And uh I just found it to be universally appealing, emotionally satisfying. It was of the movies. It's besides Kodo, you know, it's another, it's another softer themed movie. I just think this one was crafted better than that one. Sure. In that case. Um, so by process of elimination, my number one is Lakers pizza. Um, to me, it's a movie. So listen, you were, you were more of like, a craft guy i feel like and i'm as far as like judging these movies you know so, and, and of course like everything's important you know to everybody but in different percentages to me story and heart is is, is probably number one and this movie this story about meeting the absolute right person at the absolute wrong time just resonated with me um, because if you pitch this movie, yeah. you sound like an insane person. You sound like <laughs> a fucking lunatic where it's just like, okay, it's about a 25 year old woman and a, and a 16 year old boy and they're in love with each other and they don't know what to do about it. Um, it you, 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 like, it doesn't make sense, but over the course of this time, and I think this is a movie where it work, the length works because you need that time to live in this world and sort of get it. You know, right. if it's shorter, if we're cutting out things about the relationship and at the end they get together, you're like, eh, to, to me. Uh, here's the one thing I would excise completely from this movie. Uh, John Michael Higgins' character. Uh, mm. Like, d- number one, what the hell? Like, does also, not belong does not belong in this movie it's also an homage to the valley like yeah it's it's the belfast of the valley or the americord of the valley yeah pta's eyes and that character is based on a real guy i'm sure it is but it doesn't belong in this movie it, it like it like i get he's like this is the, this is the window dressing of the world that they're living in like there are these yeah. you know well-meaning racists yeah, so so that's my that's my you know my half hour that you trim out of this. Maybe that's it. That, I think that, but that's he's in like two scenes. It, he's not in as much as you think, 
but I mean, yeah. that's, that it still takes five minutes off the movie. So that, and that's, that's big. Um, but yeah, the, he, he, and he, the character doesn't really contribute to the story all that much, you know, uh, at least his like racist, weird tangents. Yeah. I actually, so much of the movie upstages that stuff that I forgot that stuff. Yeah. Was in the it it, it kind of like, and in a world where it's like, it's tough to be an Asian American right now. Uh, it, it really like, it, it bugged me. It like, it, 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 you know, call me like princess in the pea or whatever, but it really kind of stuck in my craw. I'm glad we, we like in the, in the, you know, the linear story, we moved on from it quickly because yes. I remember also seeing it and being like, what the fuck is what, this? What is this? Yeah. You get Sean Penn on the motorcycle and you kind of forget about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, other than that, I really love this movie. Um, this, this is something we're going to look back at. Yeah. I, and, I agree with as yeah. a movie standout individual as a movie. I just am putting it up against his other films. Sure. But that's, that's, that's not for you. You have to put it against the, the crop of, of this year's movie. And I, and I think, um, this is this is one of those years we're going to look back, and I think Coda is going to win, and we're going to look back. And Coda's good. We both have a number four. You know, it's the one that we both had in common. We we're both like we like it, but it's not one of the top three movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be. So we're going to look back and we're going to think, why didn't Licorice Pizza win? Or depending on how the rest of the series goes, going to be like it's weird that Dune didn't win, and I didn't love it, but like it, I think it, this of all the movies that are nominated. Dune certainly has the best chance to be like, this is, this is a like beloved classic of beginning of a series. And then it's like, why didn't we award that? Um, but we'll see that that's up in the air. That depends on how the rest of the, the series goes. Well, if, if that's the perspective, Lord of the Rings, uh, the fellowship was the best one and yeah. the King wins the Oscar. But also I didn't like how they called it part one. Called the shot. Didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just let me just let me watch the movie. Don't make me be thinking about the sequel. You know, like world building. Fine, it was it was strong in a sense, but that's like too much. Like, all right, this is part one. Don't get too invested because there's more. You're only going to see half the story ever. Right now, I and I get I get that. I I I hear you on that, and I, I can't argue against that. It's like not necessarily a complete story. But I would say Fellowship's not a complete story either. And if you go back to that year, Fellowship should have won. Um, the way the film is, it is. I agree that in the when it comes to the books, definitely. But the way that Fellowship, the movie, those theatrical versions, I kind of feel like it's a more complete film than Dune Part One was. Sure. I mean, Dune Part One just ends at some point. It, sure. There's no logical end point, and it's just like, okay, well, now we're done here. We'll see you guys next year. Yeah. So there's to me there's three movies that absolutely should have been nominated, and it's unforgivable to me that these movies were not nominated because I think these potentially are like three of the top five movies of the year. All right, let's uh, uh, we've disagreed on this one. The French Dispatch. Um, I get that one. I get why. I get why people wouldn't have it up there because it's so Wes Anderson. Well, I mean, for directing, definitely. You had it yeah. up for a bunch of acting noms. I did. Which, yeah. I mean, if you're I had it for about- two. I had it for two, I believe. Uh, and it's the, 
you know, and you could you could make a case for other actors in here as well. But I, those those performances really stuck out to me. Um, Spider Man. Yes. What do we do? What do we do? Like, let's not over fucking think this. I agree. Let's like, come on. I mean, Dune was taking Spider Man's slot. That's true, and and this is. Um, I think having a slot like that is dumb because I think, you know, and, and, and I, I, I spring that up and the green Knight's the other one, I think should, should be dominated as well. And when I saw Endgame, I said to myself, I will never see something like this again. Yeah. And when I saw Spider-Man, I said, I will never see something like this again. Yeah. Completely as much as pandering and all that stuff that it does like to the fans, it is completely unique that you will never see that again. Well, here's here's the thing. It's like when you boil down what a, like what is a movie trying to do? And every movie is trying to do a little something different. But if you boil it down, one sentence, like what a movie tries to do, a movie tries to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. And could be you know very wistful like you know like i would i would say french dispatches it could be like contemplative like the green knight made me feel and spider-man just made you feel good and then it made you feel bad Mm -hmm. and then it made you feel great and then it made you feel terrible and the fact that we're kind of looking at it as like this is oh this is just a marvel movie i get it i I get it and i get why people look at it and say oh this is just another one of these but i don't agree with that i think i agree and and i think we've come so far from when the original spider-man franchise had its run that it could have been somewhat of a makeup call for like the Tobey Maguire movies, because mm-hmm. clearly if you think of 2002 in films, you're thinking of Spider-Man. Yeah. It has stood the test of time yeah. visually and storytelling wise. And Spider-Man two is almost so good to the point where a lot of, it's like the new return of the Jedi in the sense that a lot of these later films of comic book genre, big budget genre, try to emulate the formula of those first two, like, you know, how they did right. with Star Wars for, from the 80s so many years later. And uh, it could have been an homage, a makeup call for like, yeah, we, we used to do five films and they were always super serious back then. Now we have 10 and now we have a slot where Black Panther and, you know, mm-hmm. Dune can get, come in and get a nomination and we can respect the, these big budget Hollywood filmmaking can be respected in the award process as well. And uh, I think it's a missed opportunity for Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I have I, not seen a movie that had crowds popping like a live event yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Bigger yeah. than Endgame. This, these pops were bigger than Endgame. Right. And, and again, we talked about like, this, this is not a slight movie, you know, it's in some ways it is, it is a popcorn movie in, in, in its DNA, but like, you know, it, we, we talked about having Andrew Garfield, or, or Willem Dafoe and best supporting actor. And they would not be completely out of place whatsoever. They would be, I think they're, they'd be very worthy nominees. So, you know, it, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing sometimes. And the fact that they're now the Academy is tripping over themselves and there's going to be a, like, 
a, a throwaway, you know, on the, the, the broadcast that's like this stupid uh, Johnny Depp movie is going to win this like fan vote because of like the Johnny Depp fanboys and girls that have like hijacked this online poll when they yeah. just, when they just basically created this thing to be like, Oh, we fucked up and didn't nominate Spider-Man. Maybe they should just, instead of just putting something on Twitter where trolls are always going to hijack it. Yeah. Maybe they should take like the key demographic, which we're a part of for a little bit more while in our lives, that 20 to 30, 55 demographic. Maybe they should just take the younger members of the Academy and have them do like, you know, fan favorite, not, yeah. not give the, you know, don't give the details of who's voting on it. Cause you know, people will get yeah. pissed off and fucking storm the building. Like they tend to do these days, yeah. but it's just have so... like a younger crowd vote, younger filmmakers, yeah. fresher talent vote on something that's not necessarily, um, you know, so I am one. And this is, this is a good place to have this conversation. Like the fact they're taking awards away from the broadcast is nonsense yeah. because you're the Oscars, dude. Yeah, the, you, 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 embrace it's it. Like the, it's like the, the Super Bowl taking away a fucking quarter of football. Like, should, why? Yeah, it's like the Super Bowl is like we're not going to do kickoffs, but yeah, you're not no, doing kickoffs. Do the Super Bowl. Do what you yeah. want to do. Yeah. So what? What I think the Oscars should be is like because because what I love about the Oscars is like there are things that are movies that are recognized that people maybe haven't heard of, and like here it is. I think there should be more movies mentioned. I think there should be that find a way to do different categories and then have the winners of those categories nominated for best picture at the end of the night, you know, best horror movie, best comedy, best drama, best, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, all the winners are in best picture and you get to talk about all these great movies people love. That's just me. Yeah. You know, and, and I know it's, it's not the Academy's choice necessarily. ABC wanted to shave down this broadcast, but it's a dumb decision. Anyway, why, why, why bid for the fucking television rights if you're not going to interested in, in showing the whole right. television show? Yeah, I agree with that. And um, as far as missed opportunities, if you want to get back on that one, you got to see it. The Last Duel okay. was one of my favorite films. I mean, it was better than a lot of these. I think it was better than all these movies on the list, it's, honestly. That's a movie where it's yeah. like, I got to psych myself up to watch a two and a half hour movie about rape. I just like. Oh, and it is about rape. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. I don't want to spoil it for you, yeah, but I, yeah, no, I'll, it, I'll watch it, it. He 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 takes the the he makes you have PTSD, and you'll see you'll understand what he's doing when he does it. He gives you PTSD. Yeah. He fucking gaslights you. <laughs> he puts you in the seat like it's it's uh it's really brilliant i mean i think yeah. it's my that's my pick that's for the your best pick yeah yeah i'll check it i'll check it out we'll uh i'll definitely watch at some point but let's uh you know it's getting uh the hour's getting late and uh you know we uh we have stuff to do so we're gonna end it here um you know let us know what you think this is probably going up saturday before the oscars you have a day or two to to, to listen to this but come back and or you can listen monday morning and you can see listen monday morning yeah, see how wrong we are. See how listen, if, if, gives the most um, racist speech in Oscar history. <laughs> Jane Campion comes up there and it's like, I've never liked the Williams sisters or anyone. I'm like so them. glad I yeah. made this movie. I hate the queers. <laughs> in my opinion, Benedict Cumberbatch's character was the hero of the movie. So like, <laughs> Campion just goes nuts. 
she just like she just like unscrews like her necklace and just snorts a bunch of cocaine she's like what jane campion what are you doing did i ever tell you how much <laughs> more people piss me off <laughs> she's just it's just like the giant hook <laughs> the apollo hook comes out and she's like no i got more to say about minority <laughs> <laughs> john michael higgins you're my guy <laughs> Uh, excellent all right well chris thank you so much for having this conversation this is very oh, fun and, who knows uh, maybe it'll be um you know a ritual for us every year maybe maybe i'm gonna see these movies anyway whether yeah. we talk about it or not maybe we honestly i just do this without recording we just we honestly we could just we, we this is very similar to a conversation we probably just have yeah, exactly. anyway yeah. in the back yeah but anyway thanks so much for listening to our uh, our, our bonus episode here watch the oscars watch these movies um you get a you get a wide array of opinions so i've been your co-host rick barrasso and with me has been special guest co-host chris bonapani keep it's been a watching. pleasure thank you for having me thank you for listening to me <laughs>